Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. From St. Louis Public Radio. This is St. Louis on the Air. I'm Elaine Cha. St. Louis has a storied music history for a reason. Our region has been home to a vibrant, eclectic mix of scenes and venues that bring music makers and music lovers together. In fact, we featured house shows and beat producers recently on our program, which are just two great examples of that variety. Today, we are talking about a genre that's had a long-time home in St. Louis, and while the broad public may not necessarily know it as well as jazz, blues, or hip-hop, it has the kind of lasting draw that's brought musicians to STL from far and wide for over 65 years. That genre is experimental music, and our guests today know and love it well, in addition to making some of it themselves. Josh Levi is board member of the nonprofit organization New Music Circle. Welcome. Thank you. And Alex Cunningham is also a New Music Circle board member. Hi. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you both. Now, you both are musicians. Uh, would you describe what you do as experimental music, Josh? Uh, yeah. Personally, uh, yeah, I play experimental music. Uh-huh. And tell us a little bit about the music that you do. Um, I prefer I pour, I perform solo as a radiator grays and I employ a couple different um, musical instruments from synthesizers to tape machines and um, effects pedals to make non-conventional music. Okay, so it's mostly electronic then. Mostly electronic. Yes. Yep. And how about you, Alex? Uh, so I am a violinist. Uh, I grew up playing classical music and folk music, and then eventually branched out into more general experimental music, uh, using violin as my you know, primary instrument. Uh, my music, I mostly exist in the free improvisation world, uh, which comes out of you know jazz and improvised music. And then I also uh, perform violin in you know, a drone, noise, electronic context as well, manipulating violin. But that is my primary source instrument. Okay, so just in this room, we have a very broad range of music uh, producing and aesthetic sort of tastes. Uh, I would like to get a, a definition, and I know that there are different definitions for experimental, experimental music, but Alex, uh, please tell us what, what definition do you hold? For experimental music? Um, yeah, I'll try to be concise. Um, basically, experimental music is this catch-all umbrella term for various genres and styles. Um, I think, you know, styles like free jazz, electronic music, noise, uh, music concrete, things like that, and I think the common element between all these different subsets uh, that fall under this umbrella is that they are pushing at the boundaries of either what the root genre is, so something like free jazz is expanding the genre, the boundaries of the genre of jazz that it comes out of, or just pushing against the boundaries of what can be considered music in general. And Josh, anything you want to add to that or challenge him on? Um, no, that was pretty concise. Um, I think f- for me, uh, um, experimental music, yes, is a catch-all term that can kind of stem from avant-garde um, music, music that challenges convention, the status quo that develops alongside technologies. And you can kind of see 
a through line from um, composers in the 20s to the composers in the 60s, and then the invention of, say, the synthesizer, and then just so on, computers, and just implementing that within music mm -hmm. and really manipulating sound. So to that point of manipulation of uh, electronics, that is something that you do. And there's a, a you know another term, sound art. So experimental music and or sound art, what are the similarities or the differences between those that are sort of most relevant to what we're talking about today? Uh, yeah, well... I mean, sound art and experimental music, uh, they share a lot in common in terms of, you know, they're drawing from the sound as the vast concept of anything in your sonic environment. So not necessarily using sound in the way that it's uh, conventionally thought of with music. So things like textural noise, uh, mundane sounds that are just an environmental or field recordings, things like that, anything in your sonic environment. I think sound art, uh, generally speaking, and just speaking in generality, uh, is, you know, thought of more in kind of an installation or context, things like that. Experimental music, um, you're still kind of, even though the sounds might be kind of out there avant-garde, you're still operating within the context of music, either recording and releasing music or like new music circle shows, they're performance-based, um, it is a concert. Uh, but then of course there are experimental musicians uh, that also exist in the sound art world that you know do installations and things like that. We've brought people like that. Olivia Block is a good example. Uh, so yeah, it's a lot of it. There's a lot of overlap and blurred lines in those uh, definitions, and also a lot of overlap between the people that exist in those two realms. Mm -hmm. Are there maybe places um, or instances in which people might have heard? experimental music without necessarily knowing that that was happening? Yeah, I think a really uh, good example of that is film soundtracks. Um, a lot of film soundtracks use things like dissonance, um, you know, uh, atonality, mm -hmm. and people might not be thinking about it when it's happening, but you're definitely reacting to the mood that that kind of uh, sound conveys. I think that's maybe the most common place that a lot of people, uh, without knowing it, have heard, uh -huh. you know, things that could be falling under experimental music. Yeah. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I think um, even in the ways that sometimes perhaps Alex and I explain experimental music to, to people, we reference, you know, science fiction films, horror films, mm -hmm. um, sounds, uh, implementing sounds like, say, uh, traffic, jackhammers, like using that in... Um, a context that kind of builds a sound collage, and people might might uh, realize that when they're they're watching a movie. And now we we see composers using that uh, that process and te technologies to sound soundtrack mm -hmm. horror movies. So, for example, they will take a, a piece of experimental music and incorporate it into what they're doing versus the other way around. Sure. Yeah. yeah? Okay. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> we recently had a filmmaker on, uh, and, and the short film that he made had, had very striking um, audio elements, so mm -hmm. th it was sort of immediately calling that to mind. Now, you'll be hosting uh, a show on Saturday, you meaning the New Music Circle, of which you are both uh, board members, um, on Saturday, and it features two very different kinds of experimental music. Jack Callahan and Jeff Witcher are a duo who describe their music as, quote, speech-based music that uses the sonic palette of the contemporary. 
it is almost like an Instagram TikTok meme mm -hmm. or sound collage. I guess the question is, you got to ask yourself, like, is this music? Do you think this is music? I think this is music. I think it's music, personally. Anyways, that doesn't really matter. It's neither here nor there. That was Jack Callahan and Jeff Witcher in one of their recent performances. Madeline Murky also will be there this weekend. She describes her music as, quote, lush synthetic environments. That was Madeline Murky. You also heard her music at the beginning of this segment. Um, her music sounds very different from Jack's. Um, it, it sounds like cool and trippy. I don't know whether the, the musicians would like to hear those terms being used, but they are, they're different and yet similar in that way. Um, Josh, can you tell me a bit about how these two different styles of experimental music sort of display what is possible in the range of the genre? Yeah, sure. So I think that both sets of artists, um, one, they're employing computer music to kind of build their sonic worlds with uh, Madeline's. I think that it would be appropriate to describe it as trippy or cool. Um, yeah, they're employing new technologies and kind of also referencing like the vast history of experimental music, whether it's through composition, um, sound artifacts, or just um, there's a whole vocabulary that they can draw from. Mm -hmm. And where Jack and Jeff um, can kind of reference, you know, the TikTok generation or sound bites, news clips, and recontextualize those. Um, and they're also employing. Um, like computer music algorithms and really kind of flipping the idea of experimental on its head, so mm -hmm. pushing further. And Alex, I'm thinking about violin, yeah. which is a you know traditional instrument. Um, the the voice is probably one of the first instruments ever ever used. Um, when you hear the music of Madeline Murky and um, and Josh and Jack. Is there anything that that strikes you as being close to the traditional in a way that someone who might have a different ear than you might not pick up on? Uh, yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it's too far-fetched to uh, tie what either of them are doing to traditional music, um, especially in their own respective fields. Uh, you know, uh, the clip from Jack uh, and Jeff, you know, it might sound very out there and, you know, it's taking all these samples, but there's a rich history of, you know, samples and things like that being incorporated in academic electronic music. Um, I think they're just pushing it further. Uh, and yeah, Madeline's stuff, it's, there's tonality in that, just like there would be with any instrument. It's just the, the medium that she's using is different. Um, 
Yeah, I think I was thinking about during that clip you played of Jack and Jeff, like there's really meta elements in that, like them asking in the recording, uh, what is music? Is this music? I think this is music. Um, I think a little bit earlier we were talking about like sound art and experimental music, a lot of it, like just incorporating sounds that are in your everyday um, sonic landscape that you might not think about, like mundane sounds. And so with them, I, like there's a rich history of that in music. With them, I think they're just like pointing uh, their gaze on, you know, what is like the current mundane sonic landscape. And you think about it, it is things like disposable social media and like that kind of media landscape and just putting that in a musical context. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Stuff that would not have existed uh, yeah. when when New Music Circle, for example, was first started. Sure. And I think that's a good way to start the the education about New Music Circle. Between the two of you, who started with New Music Circle first? Uh, I think that would be me, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah, can you give us sort of a brief history of New Music Circle? Okay, so uh, New Music Circle has uh, been presenting, you know, experimental music in all sorts of forms in St. Louis uh, since 1959, which is really amazing. I think a lot of people don't realize that we've been long, uh, around that long. Uh, I it blows my mind when I think about it every time, too. Uh, it kind of came out of uh, originally more the academic, like, music concrete, electronic music sphere, um, and then eventually became uh, more focused on things like improvised music, improvised jazz uh, in the 80s and 90s, and then kind of shifted to a much broader scope of uh, experimental music, like the sounds you hear uh, on this broadcast uh, in the like mid-2000s and has been doing a kind of broader range of things uh, since then. And there will be a, a concert series, um, a, a performance that is coming up, and Madeline Murky and uh, Josh and Jack, uh, as a duo, they will also be performing there. Um, how many more shows do you have left this season? Uh, we've got two shows uh, after this one on Saturday. Uh, we've got Brandon Lopez. Uh, he's a really visceral uh, improvised bass player uh, who's going to be bringing a trio to the 560 Music Center on uh, March 31st. Uh, that's at WashU. And then uh, Anna Weber, she's a contemporary composer, uh, Woodwinds primarily. Uh, she has a group called Shimmer Wince that's a uh, quintet, and they will be performing April 8th at the Pulitzer Arts Foundation. Alex Cunningham is a board member for the nonprofit New Music Circle, as is Josh Levi. They talked with us about experimental music in St. Louis. Today's episode was produced by Avery Rogers. Audio engineering and podcast design by Aaron Dorr. Our executive producer is Alex Hoyer. St. Louis on the Air is a production of St. Louis Public Radio. Understanding starts here. Our podcast proudly supports St. Louis artists by using music from Life Creative Group. find yourself regularly listening to episodes of St. Louis on the Air? Suggest us to a friend you think might enjoy our conversations. And leave us a review and rating on Apple Podcasts on the App Store. It's the simplest way to help people discover our show. Thanks. St. Louis Public Radio is a member-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis.
Support comes from the Missouri Forest Products Association, providing more than 41,000 jobs in the production of wood pallets, railroad ties, white oak barrels, hardwood floors, and more. Details at ChooseWood.com.